Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Major Commune Podcast, the place for minority millennials to come and talk about today's minority community problems and discuss major solutions to those problems and how we can solve them together. For those that don't know me, I am your host, E. Cottrell. I am a realtor by trade, a community advocate, and a lover of all people. This week on Major Commune, we'll be starting a new series on education for the minority community and how music, mentorship, and the reformation of our education system can benefit our community. And we'll be doing so today with a very, very special guest, um, whom when asked earlier what were three random facts everyone should know about her, she said that she loves hip-hop, the Lord, and Lemonheads. She is someone that I consider a very, very good friend of mine, and she is none other than the Christy Childs. So welcome to the show. Hello. So happy to be here. Thank you for asking me to join. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Glad to have you. And um, yeah, so let's begin with this. This weekend, Coachella, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to see full footage of, of anyone yet, you know, just little snippets here and there. And I don't know if, you know, I just so happen to be Facebook friends, every Beyonce fan, but the Beehive were definitely busy this morning. On <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. You know, I, I'm sure they thought that, you know, her performance was the best that had ever seen. As a matter of fact, I, I know I saw this morning on Twitter, Chance the Rapper said, I just witnessed the best performance of my life or something. something. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so big ups to Beyonce and to Beehive for always pushing the culture forward in a major way. Also, last week, you had Cardi B's album drop. And, yes. you know, if I'm not mistaken, you know, it went gold in the first or the second day. And uh, it, I think it was due to a technicality, but nonetheless, it went gold. So big ups to Cardi B for the new album. And he, he, even though I'm not necessarily a big fan of either one of these women, um, you got to love their work ethic and their grind. Um, Cardi has been going hard now for eight or nine months or you know, so, uh, at least, you know, it's from what I know of her. And, you know, Beyonce, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12 years or so now by, by herself. Uh, outside of uh, Destiny's Child. So again, shout out to both of them for inspiring, you know, not only black women, not only black women and black men, um, not only black women, black men, black and brown, young boys and girls, but these two women, you know, I know for sure definitely inspired the entire human race. So I could definitely respect that. But let's talk about Coachella. So, so you, did you, have you seen it yet? What did you think about the 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 Bay, you know, the, the Beyonce and, and her performance? Uh, what was your what were your thoughts? It was, it was great. It was apparently Rihanna was in the front getting her best life. I so I mean, it, I that's a sign that it was awesome. I mean, she is an excellent performer. 
over the years, people have tried to discredit her ability to sing. Some have even attempted to come for her ability to dance, but people cannot deny that Beyonce is a masterful performer. And I read an article where someone was saying, you know, the great thing about this performance was that, you know, it was live streamed. And they were like, Beyonce had those cameras angled so you could see her sweat just so you would know she was working real hard. And I was like, well, we know she works very, very hard. But yes, to those who have doubts, she goes full throttle. So this performance was groundbreaking because she was the first African-American to headline the festival. And we're very grateful for that. But um, I mean, it was a full show. She brought the band, you know, Destiny's Child reunited the first time they had reunited in a number of years. They were great. Vocals were popping you know she brought out jay-z as she does during her concerts and he would you know their affection was great because again they've had their problems but she wants people to continuously know that they're working on whatever's going on and that they're working through it and she stands by her man and he supports her as well so it was a lot of messages like you said of just hope and positivity and just being on your best um that's what she encourages women to do but she did come to represent her african-american natures like there was no doubt i saw where somebody was like beyonce wanted to remind the white people again because you know a couple years ago saturday night live had a skit where they talked about white people discovering for the first time when Beyonce performed Formation on the Super Bowl that she was black. And so people (laughs) were like, today she reminded them yet again that she is black. And I was like, I don't think they forget, but I understand. Yeah, I I, I, I think that's interesting. You actually just taught me something. I did not know that she was actually the first African-American woman to headline um, Coachella. Yeah. So because I thought and, you know, I, I think, but this is when, you know, we started to learn about just going back to when Lauren Hill headlined or was supposed to headline and something, did something happen with Lauren Hill or did she just not headline? Well, like I know SZA performed this year, mm-hmm. um, but she wasn't, you know, the headliner. I, so I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I've been a part of the up and down roller coaster that is. Lauren Hill's reemergence as an artist and I, I just it breaks my heart like I don't even really want to talk about it like it makes me so sad yeah yeah well that's something we, we'll say for, for later on in the conversation because I want to go back to that point uh, okay with Lauren Hill but here's the question of the day here's the question and let me preface this by saying that you know I, I am not trying to pick this is for all the listeners out there that's listening I am not trying to pick on anyone so, you know, just because we started the conversation talking about Beyonce, Beehive, please don't come for me if y'all are <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm not trying to, you know, put down any particular artist um, because you like who you like. You know, I-, I like who I like. And, you know, we tend to like those artists whose stories most closely relate to our own lives or and here's one of the downsides. We, we tend to like those artists whose stories we wish most closely related to our own lives. But here's the question. And again, I, I really want to be firm because I know how people are about their artists, their favorite people. You know, they, they look up to these people. So it's just a question to start a conversation. That's all it is. Not trying to bring down the culture, not trying to bash, you know, any particular artist. I'm just trying to, trying to start a conversation. And that's what this podcast 
is about. But so here's a question. At, at what point, and this is for anyone who's listening, do you say that's too far? And what I mean by that is um, when you're listening to these artists, at what expense are we willing to listen to and follow and be fans of, uh, let's say, uh, artists like a Cardi B or Amigos or a Drake or a Wayne or Future or a Kodak Black or even Beyonce for that, for that, you know, um, for that matter. You know, we love these artists. We also hear people say, you know, uh, when they when they see their their favorite artists, you know, the, you know, one of the famous phrases of 2017 was, "Oh, do it for the culture," right? <laughs> and, and, yeah. You know, every single thing that these artists would do, say, rap or sing, were all good for the culture. And just keeping in mind the topic of conversation for the next couple of weeks, uh, being education. You know, our, our the question you know that I'm trying to really get down to is everything that these artists are doing really good for the culture? Like, was there ever a point in time where you listened to Beyonce or you listened to whomever, like an artist that you 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 actually you know thought was pretty cool? Was there ever a time that you were listening to that artist and he was like, yeah, I can't really get down with that. Like, I, I don't want to go there with you. Um, I can say that most artists I genuinely love have done things that I do not care for. But that goes back to your point of education. See, I am a 28 year old woman with a college degree pursuing a master's. Right. As a 14 year old starting my day with um, Nuck If You Buck by Crime Mob. (laughs) Like daily, like before I went to school, that is what I played in my bedroom, putting on my uniform to go to Birmingham City. (laughs) So I couldn't discern as a 14 year old that many of the lyrics I chose to work hard at, I mean, downloading from AZ Lyrics, full nine, um, worked hard to learn were one, not usually applicable to my real life (laughs) as a teenager in high school or two they really didn't uh represent me they didn't um and and the language was terrible you know I love Kendrick I love Jay-Z I especially love both of their latest offerings Mm -hmm. um but Kendrick is still calling us the b-word yeah, he still is. He won't let it go. Right. And that is one downfall of his that I really don't like. You know, you're you're now a husband. Um, you, do when you sing oh. these songs, do you identify, you know, are you do you realize you're addressing your wife as such? Right. Um, and with even uh Jay-Z's last offering, you know, this was the first album in what over 10 albums this man has put out where he wasn't speaking down about women throughout the course of the album but he's I mean he's a 40 40 year old if not 40 plus year old man who now has three children it shouldn't have taken you this long to realize that there were other means to express yourself without putting down nine times out of ten the core of your support system, which is the black woman. Right. Well, and I, even I think, Beyonce. I think you know you go ahead. There's something, you know, there and there that <clears throat> before you go any further, I want to go back to uh because I think it was very important. Like 
you know, I had mentioned earlier that, you know, one of the downsides, you know, with listening to just these artists and, you know, really one of the downsides of hip hop and R&B and, you know, um, I, I don't think I would be going too far if I said our music, you know, mm-hmm. you know music that was primarily started by black people. Um, one of the downsides of it being such a big culture shaper, um, for lack of a better phrase, I, you know, because because our music, I think, in my opinion, shapes black culture, uh, uh, you know, Latin culture, American culture more than any other genre of music, period, in history. I I think it does. Uh, especially nowadays, there is, I mean, there's so, there's such a big influence that our music has, that has on um, just American culture in general. But going back to that, you, you had mentioned that, you know, saying that, you, you, you know, listening to Nuck of You Buck, and, and, you know, I listened to it too, you know, even though, you know, I, I went to, you know, an all-black high school um, here in, Burm- you know, well, Fairfield, Alabama, uh, you went to you know, I'm 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 thinking if if I'm not mistaken, you know, your high school was Ramsey, uh, all black, right? So maybe a sprinkle, yes. sprinkle, yes, sprinkle, 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 sprinkle or, you know, of, of other races here and there, but um, nonetheless, I, I grew up, you know, with both my parents in the household, um, and, and so it it was just you know, even though the community itself that I lived in uh, was not the quote unquote best community you know and, and, but but I grew up you know discipline in a disciplined household like I wasn't out in the streets you know I, I wouldn't have considered myself a thug yet that music influenced me in such a way to to a certain extent to where I kind of sort of maybe wished I kind of lived that life uh just a little bit just a little bit and so I, I know you mentioned that same thing and so I think that that is a really, really big problem, and it's not something that you know we we don't know uh, is a problem. I, I don't think it is, but but it seems like yet you know a lot of lot of people with children um, nowadays still continue to allow that sort of influence in their children's life. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. And so I, I just I just wanted to, you know, go back to that point, because I think that that's a really good point that you made about that, even though like you like you mentioned Jay-Z. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if you caught the um, the, the latest Letterman, uh, Dave Letterman show. I did. I did. I'm so glad you're bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. But but, you know, he Jay-Z said on that, you know, uh, one of Letterman's questions to him was um, he had started out. He was saying that. Um, it, it was a, an assumptive question where he was saying, "So the rappers out nowadays, you know, uh, most of their songs now are biographical." And Jay Z's answer to that was, he said, "No, it's not." And Letterman was like, "Huh? What do you mean?" And he says, "No, nah, it's they, they don't live the, those lives that they talk about in those rap songs." And so, you know, just like you said, going back to your point that you were making. Just talk about, can you talk about how that, the, the lies, even the lies 
in the songs influenced you in your childhood and how they are influencing our children now? Well, I mean, they made it glorious by just slapping a beat onto it. You know, I was probably in college before I really realized how terrible the lyrics are. Um, not even necessarily the the grand nature of their lives, but just the Yin Yang Twins. You know, the Whisper song. I don't know what what those lyrics meant. I just knew it was cool, right. and it was cool to whisper. Right. And it was big because of one of six in part, which risk you know no longer exists. Right. But I'm showing my age, but I believe that, um, you know, for guys like you said, <coughs> excuse me, it made you all envious of that thug lifestyle. It did the same thing for a lot of young women. It made us believe that holding him down while he did illegal activities was how you show love to your significant other. Right. So now even as an adult, you know, I find myself in situations like I gotta hold him down. Right. What? Right. Is he doing something legal? Is he doing something ordained by the Lord? You know, because you <laughs> you hold him down for those kind of things. But you know, it goes back to the point I made people for whatever reasons, and it doesn't have to do with your formal education, everyone listening to these lyrics is not able to discern, like you said, what's real, what's not. And even if they can discern what's real and what's not, choose what you want to continuously pump into your ears. I don't listen to a lot of songs that deal with, you know, women getting past cheating. Because right. to me, that's a platform that I just, I don't believe I would be okay with. You see what I'm saying? So why so would you I What you're saying with... is, you don't like scissors. <laughs> I don't like, I love the beat. But even, even Queen B, you know, even right. Beyonce, right. you know, right. best thing I never had. Right. That was in college. They put a bounce beat on it because I went to school in New Orleans for undergrad so you know it was real catchy but I was like no I'm not gonna jig my shoulders or shake my bottom to this song because I can't relate I don't want to relate like I don't want those tools to be again the lady that's in the trap house waiting to see is is the popo gonna bust in and that's how I love my man like that's just not real life for me that's not what I'm choosing as the way that I want to 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 live that life I mean, yeah, my five-year-old nephew was rapping a song Friday, and he immediately dove right into the theme song for Little Einsteins. Because in his mind, they're just songs. Right. He doesn't know which is better or which is worse. He knows that he hears both of them at the same frequency. Right. So in his mind, one is catchy, my mama like it. The other one is catchy, my auntie like it. So I sing both of them. And that's sad. I don't, I'm not with him all the time. But to put a period on this you know we all still rode around with parents if you have parents that are over the age of what 45 now you know you probably grew up listening to like 98.7 which is a local R&B station here in Birmingham that when we were growing up played mostly oldie goldies well they would be quick to be like you don't know what that song talking about young lady or, you know you don't know what that song you, that's that good old music right. now that I'm older I know it's full of all the sex and drugs and money that <laughs> our music is full of too it's just saying at a slower beat and, and, so, so Cedric the Entertainer would w- you know, one of his jokes is, yeah, I love such an entertainer, but, you know, one of his famous jokes was, like, back in the day, though, 
you know, the music was, it, 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 it was filled with, you know, sort of like a, a sexual innuendo. Like, like you had to kind of listen and, and kind of figure it out. Like mm-hmm. what you mentioned, like, and, and, and he mentions um, exactly the yin-yang twins in that joke, saying that, you know, comparing how the yin-yang twins, well, they were just out. You know, yeah. like in the nineties, two thousands, like it, 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 like we just didn't care. Like we were saying it, you know, just blatant. Like, wait do you see my, you know, yeah. like, it was just out. But but he was just saying the the point he was making was like like seventies, eighties. You know, it was like a kind of almost like a guessing game, like a tease you. You know, like a like you. It wasn't as as out as you know as, as explicit as wait do you see my my yeah you know thing or whatever <laughs> and so and, and and so um but yeah you know that that's a that's a good point like you said to put a cap on it right there but it, it's just and, and i and i wish i could go on we, we 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 may have to do a part two to this because this is a really 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 good conversation and uh, i feel like we really kind of just get into the meat of it but we got to talk solution because I only have so much time, but we got to talk solution um, while I got you on the line. So, you know, in my opinion, I think that, you know, one, um, you know, I, I think we, we have to kind of sort of find a way or find better ways to start holding our artists, you know, more accountable um and and you know uh, you know we we want them to push the culture forward but the question is you know the question i think should become how we going to go forward like 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 can we have a meeting and, and and vote on this you know what i mean with our minds first before we vote on it with our dollars because typically that's you know nowadays that's how we say yay or nay to music we buy yes. it and we you know vote with our dollars but my thing is okay we want to push the you know we want to push the culture forward can we get you know just like a democratic vote okay do we want to push the culture forward this way or that like like you know these artists who are pushing the hood life and sex drugs money alcohol whatever you want to call it like the projects and selling drugs are are in their real lives trying to uh, uh, you know live a life above the life that they talk about in the rap. Meaning that they're sure. trying to get out of that lifestyle. They're trying to make the money for their family and get their family to better community. So do we need to, you know, should we continuously talk about those things? And so that's what I mean about can we, can we, okay, can we push the culture forward, but let's have a meeting, let's, let's vote on it or something, you know, how we want to push the, the culture forward. And I know, you know, this may be an unrealistic, but it may not be. Who knows? But then the second thing is, um, you know, uh, the second point I want to bring up is just, 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 just for the sake of it is, you know, I know that everything in life, you know, um, has just about a good, a good part to it and a bad part to it. Whether that be our jobs, our school, you know, um, it, 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 even the churches that we we people attend, you know, you, there's a good part of the church, and there's a part that you may not necessarily agree with or whatever. Like, 
is that are we asking for too much to change anything? You know what I mean? Or must we keep the bad with the good? And then second thing, the third thing is, and this 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 is I'll, I'll turn it over to you after this is. I think, in my opinion, we have to be more responsible in holding ourselves more accountable uh, in growing in knowledge and the right, you know, more specifically the right knowledge um, so that we can, and I'm going to go back to that word you use, we can discern, you know, right from wrong and, you know, being able to better ourselves, being able to better our children's lives, our children's children's lives. And, and and even on a bigger, broader scale, better the American culture or the black culture, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, those those are my three solutions. Um, what do you think? <laughs> well, some of. I don't want this to come across as we've all been black people in a majority white environment and black people come in and they don't represent or they don't appear to be the quote unquote same kind of black people we are Uh hip-hop r&b can all be that same way it's like we don't want to ask them to only kick out positive images when in fact our culture is not completely positive like I'm here for I'm I'm completely with your point about if they trying to get out of it why are you still rapping about sometimes a false life that you had before or or a life that you had in the past right so like my the example I can think of just right now is like Migos they made it Mm -hmm. why are y'all still rapping about drugs y'all ain't doing drugs right like like hard drugs y'all still smoking pot right. <laughs> but but y'all ain't like still cooking on nobody's stove right one because you got a team of lawyers telling you that you ain't cooking on nobody's stove right. to ensure that you continue to make cds so i believe that it it can it it doesn't need to come across as um we just want to show the better parts of our culture like we don't you know how a child needs to act right in public, but they can be terrible at home. And I hate when I see parents be like, don't embarrass me in public, but they can embarrass you at the house, girl. Like, we can't make hip-hop be that child. Right. That, you know, just show the good part. So, I agree with you completely in that we do need to do a better job of those who have made it showing that you've made it and and, and letting your, gra- your rapping or your lyrics grow with you. But at the same time, I believe it just needs to be a call for for genuine like we need receipts. Right. I don't care what you rapping like I'm 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 a little different than you. I'm not even about the good and the bad. Right. I believe we do have to take the bad, but I need the receipts on that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to see a mug shot. I need to see, you know, your <laughs> mama to be authentic. Yes, whatever your truth is, that's what needs to go out. That's what people are owed. I hear you. I definitely, I definitely understand that, and, and to a certain extent, that's all I want to. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. You know, I, I I don't want you know Jay Z to be, you know, telling you know having having to go on TV telling anybody, like, nah, like what these rappers talking about nowadays is not real. It's not their real life. Like that that that's a a huge letdown for mm-hmm. a lot of people. You know what I mean? Because cause we out here thinking, oh, this this the life that they actually live. 
and and but but nonetheless, like I said, we'll we will definitely have to have a part two for this. Uh I like I said, I got we gotta wrap it up there. But Christy, thank you so much for coming and spending time with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, this has been another episode of Major Commune podcast and we have spoken about some solutions uh for the miseducation of our culture via our music today uh but if you all who are listening think that we've missed any solutions or missed any of the other problems that may exist today uh then let us know um we we always enjoy hearing from our listeners and getting feedback and hopefully we can all can can continue this conversation in our living rooms all of in all of our communities and hopefully continue to learn and grow with each other. Thank you all again for listening. Christy, I thank you again, and we will see you all on the next episode. Bye-bye.